This is a Bible teaching podcast from www.lumen.org.uk. That's L U M I N.org.uk. The presenter is Jeff Lumley. Hello, let's continue with Romans chapter 1. And uh, this time I'm just looking at verses 16 and 17 because, well, they're so important and they're packed with so much, aren't they? And I'm going to read it from the RSV just for a change. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God for salvation to everyone who has faith, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it, The righteousness of God is revealed through faith for faith. As it is written, he who through faith is righteous shall live. Let's also read it from the NIV just to um, get a different take on it. And in the NIV it says, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. Now, I'm going to miss out that first phrase, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, and come back to it later, because, wow, that makes me feel bad. So so let's concentrate on what the gospel is. It is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. It's the power of God. The gospel is the power of God. The gospel is the way God's power is enacted in this world. Every time we see God at work in power, it is because of the gospel. Jesus said the gospel will be preached with signs following, with the power following. The gospel is the power of God. If we are bringing the gospel, we can expect to see God's power at work. And what does that power do? Every time we see God's power at work in this world, in what we're going to call a supernatural or a miraculous way, come back to that again in a minute it's in order to bring salvation to people who believe it's in order to bring people to the point of belief that they may have salvation when i said supernatural or miraculous ways god is obviously at work every single day every time there is a sunrise that is because god has set the universe in motion and actually the entire universe is sustained by jesus he is the unseen power that holds the universe together and i didn't look that one up but it's in one of paul's letters isn't it so we see that all the time but when we see an answer to prayer or we see uh, someone proclaiming healing and a person is healed or whatever, that's God's power and it's coming from a gospel proclamation, which is, I believe in Jesus and Jesus is the power. That's all part of the gospel. And it brings salvation to everyone who believes. Now, in Hebrew, the word salvation is Yeshua. It brings Jesus 
to everyone who believes and by Jesus, when Jesus is revealed to someone and they receive him, which is what faith is, it's receiving the revealed Jesus, salvation comes to that life and that person and enters their, their very fabric of their being. And it was first for the Jew because it was preached first to the Jew and it was preached first to the Jew not just when John the Baptist started preaching or Jesus started walking the earth. It was preached first to the Jew way back in the days of Abraham where there were no Jews and Isaac where there were no Jews and Jacob who was Israel who was the founding father of the 12 tribes of what came to be known as the Jews although that's Judah, one of the tribes, but they all eventually became known by that name. And then to the Gentile, because it's through the Jews that the gospel went out to the Gentiles. Paul, the Jew, took the gospel to the Gentiles, as did other originally Jewish evangelists, some apostles, some teachers, some preachers. They went out and then Gentiles picked up the baton and they carried it further as well. But it was the Jews who had the gospel first. And it's the Jews that God would love to come to a complete faith even today. And if you look at what's happening in Israel, you will see many are worshipping their Messiah, Jesus. So the gospel is this power of God. And it's the gospel that will bring power of God to be visible on this planet. Why are my prayers not answered? Are you taking the gospel? Are you presenting the gospel? Are you leading the gospel to people? Because as you do, you will see God backing up his words, revealing himself and bringing salvation. The gospel is the power. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. A righteousness is by faith from first to last. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. The righteousness is by a faith from first to last. Or as the RSV said, for in it, the gospel, for in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed through faith for faith. It's revealed through faith, and in doing so, it creates faith, it builds faith, it enriches faith. The gospel does all of this. And what is revealed is the righteousness of God. The righteousness of God is revealed. A righteousness that is by faith from first to last. Righteousness doesn't come except by faith. And faith is another word, isn't it, that we have all sorts of problems with. Oh, faith means if you just believe, if you just believe, and you just end up being told almost that what you have to believe is the thing you're praying for. So you're praying for the healing of your goldfish or whatever. Sorry. <laughs> that wasn't flippant. It's just that when I worked in a school and we had uh, fellowship group meetings with the youngsters, when we had the, the younger ones, the 11 and the 12-year-olds, praying for goldfish was not an uncommon thing to be doing. But anyway, I, I've lost my track. The gospel 
is what brings the answer. And faith, that's the word we were talking about, isn't it? Isn't believing that you believe that you believe that you believe that you believe that the goldfish will be healed. Faith is believing the one you're asking is good. And the one you're asking has the power. And the one you're asking wants to do that which is good for you. And the one you're asking can be trusted to do the best. That's what faith is. It's faith in his person, not in an outcome. I don't pray believing in an outcome. I bring the problem to him and pray believing he is the one who knows what to do. He will do it. He is in control. Righteousness is given. It's the power of God to bring salvation to everyone believes. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. A righteousness that is by faith from first to last. And I'm reminded of that story in Genesis chapter 3. So much is revealed, so much is illustrated by the story in Genesis chapter 3 of the man and the woman whom we come to know as Adam and Eve, how they fall away from trusting in God. Faith was believing in God. They chose not to believe God. They chose for something else and they got unrighteousness. The um, the quote at the end of verse 17, the righteous will live by faith, is from Haggai. Sorry, it's not from Haggai, it's from Habakkuk. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4. And in chapter 2, verse 4 of Habakkuk, uh, it talks about the unrighteous one who is all puffed up and the righteous one is different. So, uh, it says in chapter 2, verse 4, See, the enemy is puffed up. His desires are not upright. But the righteous person will live by his faith or his faithfulness, depending on the translation. The righteous person will live by his faith in the one whom we see. The enemy is puffed up. He believes in himself. His desires, therefore, are not righteous. But the righteous person lives by his faith in the one who gives him righteousness. So the one lives by faith in himself. He's puffed up. The other lives by faith in God. That's what makes him righteous. So in Genesis chapter 3, they firstly fall away from God uh, by not believing in him. But where, by the end of Genesis chapter 3, they have been declared righteous. How? Not because of anything they did, but because of what God did. God sacrificed animals, put the skins on them, so that they could stand, be upright before him. They were upright before God. They were therefore righteous before God because they had put their faith in what God had provided for them and they'd put those robes on. You see, God made them the robes. They could have ignored them. They could have ignored him. They could have said, no, we're all right, actually. We're quite like what we've just done, and we quite like how we are. They came back to God eventually. You know, he had to find them. And then in the, as a result of that conversation, he makes them robes. 
They put them on. That was faith in what God had done. They realized they were no longer upright. They were no longer righteous. They realized they needed salvation. They needed to be made right with God. This is what God had provided for them. They trust that God knows what he's doing. They put the robes on. Therefore, they can stand. They can be upright. They can be righteous before God. The gospel, the good news of this sacrifice is that you can be made right with God. It's salvation to everyone who believes. What did they have to do? Take what God had provided for them and put it on. What do we have to do? What is the gospel about? Taking what God has provided for us in Jesus Christ and putting it on. Just as it is written there in Habakkuk 2.4, the righteous will live by faith in the one who has done what they need to be righteous, which is providing the provided the robes of Christ that they can wear them and be righteous. So let's go back to the beginning. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Oh. Do you know, I find it very difficult to talk to people about the gospel, but the truth is, I find it very difficult to talk to people. Uh, I will listen to people, and I often just, in a, in a supposed conversation, say I have an hour with someone, I might speak for two or three minutes of that hour, and I will listen to them for the rest. And I don't talk about me. I don't talk about what I've been doing or what I'm interested in. I listen to them, and we talk about them. And that's my character, and in one sense it's okay, that's a characteristic of me. I'm a listener, and that has been used a lot. But I'm not a proclaimer, because I find it so difficult to talk about something which is not on their agenda. And my basic assumption is always these things are not on their agenda. I've got a friend... Uh, who is an evangelist and I've sat next to him I've been in a pub with him and the waitress comes up and he starts talking to her about Jesus and I cringe but it's effective they get involved I've not ever heard a, a rebuff it's always been a pleasant conversation which has gone somewhere I just can't do it at least I've not done it and therefore am I ashamed of the gospel because I don't do it that's a challenge. I don't know. It Does that mean I'm ashamed of the gospel? I believe the gospel is true. I believe it is powerful. I want people to come to know it. But on a one-to-one -one basis, I'm not very good at it. In fact, I'm useless. So these words challenge me. And I do try to see how I might be different but not for very long, because it's tough. But I do try to find ways, or I am these days trying to find ways of somehow bringing this in. But I do believe it is the power of God that brings salvation, and without it, we're lost. My stomach, if you can hear it, seems to be lost at the moment. I apologise for that. 
I hope that's been of some use. We now get into the next bit, and we'll do this next time, but the righteous will live by faith, but the wrath of God is revealed against all the unrighteous. The gospel reveals salvation, and in the gospel the righteousness of God is revealed, but the wrath of God is revealed to unrighteousness. And that's what we'll pick up next time. The music is by raceforall.wordpress.com Thank you for listening.